Hi everyone and welcome to another week here at Romance in Color. I am your host Tati Richardson, your resident romance writer and reader and we have an amazing podcast this week. We're going to have author, indie author Tony Wilkerson. We're going to talk about her start in indie romance and her perspective on writing, her process and why to her DC is a character all in itself. And in our What is Book Talk reading, we have a very special guest, pop guru, pulse, you know, her finger on the pulse of culture, and also bookstagrammer, simply Simone, Simone Umbar. So you all take a seat, get laid back, sit back, get your cocoa, get your hot tea, because I need it, because my throat is a little, ah, because I got bronchitis. <laughs> so you all enjoy the podcast featuring Tony Wilkerson and Simone Umber. But up next, we have Tony Wilkerson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And we are here with a super special interview with Tony Wilkerson, indie author, writer of a series of wonderful books, April's Fool and London Bridge, a romance and women's fiction writer, and a pretty active person here on TikTok. And so I want to welcome her to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Tony. Thank you for having me, Tati. I'm so excited. I've been waiting <laughs> to talk to you. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people about yourself and where you're from and, and all okay. that stuff. So I'm Tony Wilkerson. Um, I am from the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> everybody always talk about my DC accent, but yes, I'm from the area. 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 I'm from the Washington DC area. See, I said it right. And I'm living <laughs> in uh, Maryland now. Um, uh-huh. And I um, am, like you introduced, I'm a women's fiction and a romance uh, writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it about me so far. Okay. So, okay. So, so yeah. the question I ask everybody when they first come on is mm-hmm. what made you fall in love with romance books? Like, do you remember the very first romance book that you ever read? Um, let me, can I just say what made me fall in love with? Sure, sure. Because I can't remember the first romance book. Sure. But yeah. I remember when I was in middle school and I was reading books I wasn't supposed to read. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was reading Fly Girl and Cody and <laughs> Forever. Yeah. And, you know, all those books I was not supposed to read in middle school. So oh, yeah. that's what got me going. But I've always been reading ever since, you know, elementary school. But what made me, you know, uh, I can't remember the first romance book. That's so crazy. But um, I just love, love Mm-hmm. And so when I see it on paper and, and mixed, in, mixed in with, you know, a little bit of, like I said, women's fiction, that's what I write too. Mm-hmm. It just, it just hits me. I feel all the emotions and I'm a mood reader. So when yes. I'm in that mushy mood, yeah. Bro, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's for you every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what made you take the transition from just romance reader to romance writer? So honestly, I've always wanted to write. 
I've been writing since elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, but I promised myself that I would write a book back when I turned 30. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm going to write me a book and I'm going to publish the book. And it's going, you know what I'm saying? Because I always wrote, but I never finished them. Mm -hmm. And so, and I wanted to get all these stories out to the world that's in my head. So Mm -hmm. I um I feel like if you have a gift, you should use it. And it takes a lot of you know, uh, vulnerabilities actually like use your gift and things like that. But I said, you know what, somebody going to hear these stories. So absolutely. Absolutely. If you got a gift, you definitely, definitely need to share it. So now the first thing you ever did was worked on an anthology called to my girls. Um, and it came out in July, 2020. What was that like collaborating with other people and working on an anthology? Um, honestly, that was so, it was easy for me. My sister, she is um, a writing coach. Hmm. It was her project. Okay. And I said, well, Shannon, I'm going to come. I said, I want to start my writing journey. So do you mind if I get in on this anthology? Hmm. So it was easy for me. And everybody thought that it may have been like favoritism because that's my sister, but she was harder on me. I'm like, oh, sure <laughs> yeah, I'm like she's like, you got to represent me. I'm a writing coach, girl. You better come through. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, it was it was it was a um, fun experience, you know, just actually putting my thoughts on paper and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And the stuff that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. about, you know, it was easy for me to write about um, relationships and uh, women and how we can come together and work together. I'm all about girl power, you know, so it was easy for me to write about that. That was a Mm -hmm. very fun experience. I'm so, sure. I'm sure. And working with your sister kind of made it special too, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's always my number one, my number one fan. Besides, you know, your mom and. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. it was fun working with her and other the other ladies too. They're they're so special. Okay, yeah. and the book is still available, right? It's, it's it is. Available. It's to my girls, and it's on Amazon, and it'll say Shannon Wilkerson, but all of us are on the back. Cool, cool, yeah. awesome, awesome. So mm-hmm. from there, you made the transition to writing uh, your own own works. Tell mm-hmm. us about that and, and the process behind that. And, and particularly, why did you want to go the indie route versus another, another traditional publishing route? So I went, okay, so the, the project that I was talking about, so I'm going to write this book when I'm 30. Uh-huh. Um, London's Bridge is a women's fiction with romance elements. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to tell a story about a girl in the DC area because no, I didn't see too many books about girls out here. Right. And I was thinking about all the stuff that I went through <laughs> from early adulthood like 18 all the way uh-huh. up until you know yeah. and um and she's just a hot mess but she's also she's human and then it it just shows her journey I wanted to show a journey a real journey the struggles mm-hmm. that we go through the love the relationships our relationships with our parents mm-hmm. you know and I also didn't want her to be a struggle case right right you know they all not they <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. black women are portrayed as you know it, just not in the good light mm-hmm. and she, London is a ball she has her own business she has you know a lot going for herself but I wanted to mm-hmm. show the journey for her to get there right right and, right right yes so I wanted to tell that story mm-hmm. um and then 
do you want me to go to the because it's it's a um oh yeah 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 go go okay and so I knew from when I first started writing London that I wanted it to be a series okay but my series went a whole different way literally when I finished writing London why is that why did the series go another way I wanted to like shake it up a little bit because people were expecting me to write about her best friend Mm -hmm. or and so literally when I finished writing the book um I was like I want to write about her assistant and I always picture and that's April's fool I always picture her assistant in my head I saw this this white girl (laughs) that's her I saw this white girl I was like I want to do a a really sweet romance and I want to tell the story of because everybody knows how London is but I wanted people to know how it is to work for London all right right you know so that series went a whole different route and I loved it I love that story so okay so it's something about that particular side character that led you to a a different direction with the whole series and nobody yep and nobody was expecting that they thought that I was going to write about her best friend or another character in the book and I was like no I'm gonna write about her assistant I want people I don't want people to see it from the the viewpoint of her friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to to see that. And then she's the total opposite of London too. Right, right, right. London's right. bougie. Like right, April right. is the total opposite. Yeah. Right, right. So you get a whole nother perspective and, and experience of somebody, a woman's life and her journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so her, are we going to get, about, get a book about the, the best friend eventually in this series? Or are you just like, no, nah, I'm done? No. <laughs> when I when I finished April, I was like, you know what? This series is done. I okay. want to work on something else. So okay. I did start something else. Okay. Okay. We can talk about that a little later. But right yeah. now, we'll talk about the journey that led to you mm-hmm. writing London's Bridge and April Fool, this kind of duology. So mm-hmm. what was the writing process like for you balancing, you know, what you do in, in your day-to-day plus uh-huh. writing your writing your your novel well honestly um April was easy for me to write I'm going to touch on London first Mm -hmm. um if people well you may not know this about me yet but my stories tend to go deep and Mm -hmm. what I mean by deep is I touch on very difficult topics but Mm -hmm. I handle it with grace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um you know there's trigger warnings all over the book (laughs) um I, London, it took me like a year, two years to write London because um, I was second guessing myself. I would, um, I had to be in the mood because I would even write, write certain scenes and I'm like, that don't even sound like London. I was in a bad mood. So I had to learn like when, when it's good for me to write, mm-hmm. you know, because it comes for me, it comes across in the work. Right. And, right, right. Um, so how I balanced it was I, you know, I listen to music when I write. Okay. okay. I um I have to have some background noise. Um, if I'm writing about something serious and and you know, kind of heartbreaking, I'll actually put on some gospel music or mm-hmm. you know, if I'm writing about her going to the club or something, I'll you know, put on our Beyonce, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm definitely a mood writer and um, the way I get through it is I have to protect my mental too. Right. right, Um, right. If I'm, if, if I need to take a break, I'm going to take a break. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. um, that was London's journey. April, I wrote April in like three months. Wow. Okay. It was so fun writing her. It was okay. so fun. And I was just already, you know, in the groove and everything. My writing process with April was she she's a um April is a book lover. She's a Halloween lover, stuff like that. And I love Halloween. Mm. So I was I just pictured myself in like the Halloween mood, you know. Right. So, right. Yeah. April right. seems <laughs> so like she's more like in tune with who you are versus versus London in, in, in some ways. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit of both of them. Okay. Um, more believe it or not, I'm more London than April. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> as far as I remember being a, a hot mess mm. in my in my earlier years. <laughs> mm. We all were hot messes, trust me. <laughs> yes. So um yeah, but I'm a bit of both of them, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in your process of writing, are you a plotter? Do you plot? Do you pants? Do you do what I call scenes, scene? So uh-huh. I'm, I'm a person who writes scenes versus write like like plots or pants. Like I write a certain scene in my head and just kind of put that down then move mm-hmm. away from that and then try to interconnect those scenes. So what yes. kind of writer are you, do you think? I do that um, before. And I guess I should have answered that part with the with the question. Oh, no. So, no. <laughs> Before I start writing, I literally write out every chapter mm-hmm. um, and what I want to go in each chapter mm-hmm. and then go from there. Of course, I switch stuff, but mm-hmm. and something will even pop in my head when I'm asleep and I'll put it in my notes and my phone. Like mm-hmm. this person said this, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to lose that thought. I'm like, oh, that's a good thought right there. Right. So, but I definitely, my process, um, when I actually, um, it helps me avoid a uh, writer's block too, sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can't help it, but I will literally write out each chapter what I want to go in that chapter, how she met this person, what did he say, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely do that. I'll I'll literally dream something and then I'll wake up and put that on the back. I'm like, that scene is really cute. And I'll add that in somewhere. I have added extra chapters just because, you know, it fit with the book, but I definitely write everything out first. And I and I see it in my head. So. so you talked a little bit about the writer's block. Like what happens when you get kind of stuck in those weeds and you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where I'm going with this. You know, how do you get out of that? I, I don't get frustrated anymore because I feel like when my characters want to talk to me, they're going to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't just write anything because then it's like, I got to delete all of it because it just sounds a mess. But I also start reading too. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the reading helps me get in, get, get pumped, get in the mood. Like, oh, I got to bring it. That book was real good. You know, it just, it, yeah. it helps me. Um, yeah. but honestly I put, I put, I closed the laptop mm-hmm. when I, when I get that way, because I don't, I just don't want to write anything on the paper and I just give myself some time, some patience. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, they, they're going to talk to me when they talk to me. I don't I don't rush the process yeah yeah so yeah so I know being a women's fiction writer and being a romance writer we don't often talk about like world building or anything like that but you did say you know you wanted to portray like a side of DC a side of DC that you never saw mm-hmm. in romance books and fiction books what is it about DC or or, or that you want to really portray in your book <laughs> um 
what I see when I look at like um sometimes like reality show honestly I don't watch the reality shows and stuff that's based in these because they make it so political uh-huh. and I'm like we're we're so much more, more than, than that, that yeah we used to be chocolate city you know so yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I wanted to um you know this show the some of the slang we say sometimes and you know some of the places that we that we go to and things like that but um yeah it it's coming out more in my books and then it's funny because a, a lot of people may not know that but you know Maryland DC and Virginia is right across the the street from each other right right, well, right April technically lives in Virginia but she drives to DC you know it just gives yeah, you a yeah, yeah. you know it, it was one scene in the book and it was so funny because I, she was going to the grocery store after work that's how she meets uh office bag mm-hmm. that with him right. and um and I said she parked in the garage of the of the um of the grocery store. And my my author friend Mia was like, the grocery the garage or the grocery, like what's that? I was like, oh, in DC they have the the grocery store we got building. It's like, you know, I would just that, like, we have that too in parts of Atlanta. We have especially oh, yeah. closer to downtown, you're gonna have a garage in a in a grocery store. Yeah, I'm like, we got apartments on top of uh grocery mm-hmm. stores, everything mm-hmm. now. So yeah. it was it's just it's just funny giving insight. And I mentioned hand dancing to my editor and she was like, what's that? And I'm like, <laughs> you don't know but like go go and hand dancing and you know all that stuff. So I just yeah you know, mm-hmm. yeah 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 I love I love that when the city and the setting becomes kind of its own character you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it informs the writing informs the setting informs the characters mm-hmm. in the story because um for the record I love DC I've been in DC a million times it's like my second yeah. home um so <laughs> when you was talking about it, I said, well, yeah yeah I know what that is yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love DC like it's, it's, it's a lot of my people live up there all of my friends sorority sisters and everything they live up there so mm-hmm. I'm like always you know I'm back and forth from Atlanta to DC so yeah I love when cities you can pull culturally from that and I think particularly I know for a lot of our international friends they don't realize that America is not homogenous. Like each city has its own culture, has its own vibe, and yes. its own, own feeling. So when they read romances from different cities, particularly if you're informing the audience on that city, that style, that culture, they kind of get a piece of, oh, okay, so that's what DC is like. That's what Houston's mm-hmm. like. That's what Atlanta's like. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I really, really love that. Um, yeah. About love pulling that, yeah, pulling your personal. Um, love and affinity for where you're from um, into your work so how I know you're active on on book talk and on tiktok how has that kind of (laughs) been as far as you know being a writer and engaging with other writers and Mm -hmm. um, you know finding kind of your groove and your place kind of in this whole romance thing because I saw your I saw your post the other day and I fell out laughing because you was talking about you put your ex in the book and I fell out oh, laughing I was like yes. oh snap I was like man I've been wanting to do that so bad I said but, but see they will figure it out so quick they will figure it out so quick man you know they ain't read they they, they didn't read the book so whatever but <laughs> <laughs> and if they did oh well they shouldn't have did what they did <laughs> that's right they should not have Right, 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 right. No, um, I discovered TikTok because first of all, 
that's another thing that I do not like. I'm so, and I'm such an introvert. Mm. And I'm like, you mean I got to talk to people? Me and you talked about that before. Yeah, right, 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 right. Right, right. Like, go out, girl, and talk to people. I'm like, no, ew, you know. <laughs> so I discovered TikTok. I was like, okay, when, when I first got TikTok, I only got it just to see what my niece was going on there. Right, right, right. I was like, okay, well, let me start actually doing it. Because somebody told me like, book talk is popping girl and I said huh what's going on yeah book talk (laughs) so it actually has helped me a lot I've gotten sales from TikTok Mm -hmm. you know I've connected with other authors Mm -hmm. you know it also gives people a side of me because people low-key don't even know that I'm funny (laughs) (laughs) no seriously it's like oh that's one of my friends she told me she was like when I see you on TikTok, like, yeah, that's the Tony we know, you know, right, because right, right. I'm just, you know, it's like I'm trying to find a ground of, you know, promoting and showing who I am. And, you know, because mm-hmm. you you still got to promote your work and things like that. But mm-hmm. it helps me be a little bit more free. Right. So, right. right, um, right. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I like it. it. It's helped a lot with promotion um, like I said, meeting other authors, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I just got to, you know, still be engaged because the introvert in me is like, oh my God, I need to pull I mean, back. Yeah. I mean, you're not a, you're not a total introvert. Uh, um, you're not a total introvert, girl, because you have your, your thing you do with Mia, you know, every Tuesday or whatever. Do you know how hard that is for me? Birds that though. Talk about Birds, bees, and bookish talk. Yeah, Bookish Taco Tuesdays on Instagram. Yes. Um, it's the first Tuesday of every month. We didn't do it last month. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had an emergency, so we didn't mm-hmm. get to do it in November. Okay. Um, but it's basically me and Mia, my my author friends, and we talk about um books that we read on a monthly basis we answer author questions people may have about you know becoming a writer what's your problem you know things like that right um and then we talk about other things like about the the month like what's going on are you dating what's this you know girl talk you know right 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 so that's that's been really fun we started January of this year Mm -hmm. um so it's it's been a lot of fun. We have so we have a lot of fun together. So that that helps you get you out of your shell, though. Right? I about to say that brought yeah. me out of my shell. So I gotta yeah. I gotta talk to me after this too to see what we're doing <laughs> next month. But yes, it's it's and also we like to invite other authors on the show, um, especially like indie authors. You know, we want to highlight them and give a spotlight because you know people don't really pay that much attention to indie that much so I don't know I I feel like indie's getting a renaissance particularly with TikTok black TikTok and stuff like that because I feel like the support for indie authors is so high like Mm -hmm. we have whole like accounts dedicated to just shouting out indie authors I've been noticing that that. so it's real awesome and and, and Mm -hmm. if publishing paid attention to you know black creators more they would see that we're kind of pushing that, that culture forward mm-hmm. um, like that um that's another thing that I like about TikTok mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I said how did publishing your first book change your perspective on the publishing process oh my gosh 
can we talk about the money? <laughs> yes, yes. Be honest. Be honest. Keep it a hundred. It's um. Oh my gosh. So I didn't know that it was going to cost me that much. Mm-hmm. And um. And that's from everything to the promo to the editor to the book the cover to like you know, everything. And I, I was like, you know what, I can do some of this stuff by myself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, it costs so much, but it's it's worth it. But it's also stressful. That's your baby. You want everything to be perfect. And that's another reason why I did go the indie route, because I wanted to put it out when I wanted to put it out. Right. And it was my baby. And I wanted the cover to look how I wanted the cover to look. Mm-hmm. I wanted the editing to be you know, I wanted to come, you know, of course, have a great novel, but I still wanted to, I didn't want it, anything to change. I was scared about that process, right. but um, I, it's, it, it's just, it's more than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm probably going to do it again with this book that's coming out, mm-hmm. but then I may try to, you know, submit the traditional way. Okay. but you can always be both you could be a hybrid author uh which is what yeah most of mm-hmm. us do anyway so we're hybrid you know you don't necessarily have to stay in one lane or the other so. yeah but I learned a lot I learned that it's a it's a process and it's an expensive process mm-hmm. especially when you want quality work and I also learned you know to anybody that's listening it's worth it to invest in yourself yeah don't just yeah. you know pick who whomever just because you yes. want to put something out there, invest in yourself, you know. Invest in yourself, yes. In anything mm-hmm. that you do, yeah, invest in yourself. So how has communities of other writers kind of helped you in your own sort of developing your own kind of writing process and mm-hmm. voice and things like that? How has like a community of writers helped you? Because you, you talked, you mentioned Mia and some other folks, Mia Heitzelman, for those who don't know. Um, Yes, Mia, that's my sister, man. Um, (laughs) Getting, it's it's just different when it's the community of writers, because, you know, of course, you have, like, um, your friends and everything that support you, but honestly, I don't think they want to hear about books all day. (laughs) So, you know, so it's different when you have people that share the same passion for you, and I think that's important as well, because, you want to, you know, connect with other people. You can collaborate together. You can support each other. You know, I did the um, 20K in five days. I did that. Um, you know, you can get tips from each other. Yes. You know, motivation, motivation, motivation. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So um, that's huge for me to keep me going. And then it's just, you just talk about, I can literally talk about it all day. I can talk about writing all day. I can talk about books all day. Yeah. It's good to have other people like that in your life and your circle. So it's yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, because writing is, is, is a solitary process. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a creative mode, it's a very solitary process. So when you in community with other writers, it just really, really helps to kind of, you know. And people understand you. Yeah, yeah, they understand you. And it breaks up the monotony of what you're doing every day, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. um so oh so we got these two books behind you you talked about your next project so what is your next project what are you going to be doing next 
I'm so happy about this house. Let me. Oh my gosh. Um, Dallas, you seem excited. Dallas, you go ahead. You gotta get us amped up for it. So I haven't done the the title reveal yet. Okay. I will be doing that soon. Okay. But it is a story about sisters, mm. and you know, <laughs> when it comes to families, um, it's about okay. sisters. They haven't seen each other in five years. Mm. okay something happened five five years prior it's a dual timeline book okay um and they're getting together for their parents wedding renewal oh okay and in the story if they all are having their own love stories in the mix so mm. you're going to hear about all of their own little trying to find the spark back in their marriages but also other stuff come out too you know jealousy like why they haven't been talking for five years like the real secret behind uh-huh secrets going to be revealed jealousy you know drama it's 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 going to be if you anybody who's read my books I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to make you mad. Yeah. Okay. Some parts may make you cry. Yes. But because I, I touch on everything, but and you're you're going to get some sass. Like it's <laughs> that's just that's just how I write. It's my writing is sass mixed in with oh my god, I want to throw this book, you know. <laughs> but I I'm very proud of this one that's coming up. And I think the more you write, the more you improve and you just see where you flourish, you know, it's, I'm so proud of this one. I'm, I am planning on releasing in May of 2023. Okay. Okay. Cool. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like something juicy. We're going to see God teeth into and and, and, listen, we're going to have us on the edge of our seats. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the juicy. I'm bringing the juicy and I, I'm bringing the mush. I'm bringing the mush. Mush and juiciness. That sounds, that sounds delightful. Yes. <laughs> so for you, what are some of like the hardest things for you to write? Like hardest scenes or hardest moments? You like mush, you like juiciness, but what are some of like the hardest things for you to write? Okay. What's, so what's been hard writing this, this current book? You go you go laugh at me. Uh, nothing has been hard for me yet writing this book yet because I didn't um, get to certain stuff. But uh-huh. some stuff that's hard for me to write are the love scenes. Okay. And I'm like, my mom will going to read this. Yeah. So, <laughs> I said, when I first came out with London, I said, all right, mom. So it got some, it got some sex in there, but I don't, I don't go too far, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm like, so that's actually hard for me to write. So I'm like, Lord, my mama going to like, what is that with my child? But <laughs> you know, so that was something I was really nervous about. And I was um, like, I got some cussing in here too. She was like, oh, that's the best part. I was like, Lord, <laughs> I'm so dumb. If people met my mother, she's the funniest person ever. She's yeah. So um you forget our mothers cut their teeth on like Terry McMillan and all this other stuff with plenty of cussing. And, and, and all that so hey they they know what's up they know yeah what's up. I, I was just because you know that's the that's your own child writing about that you that's should say, you tell your grandmother you writing about this stuff I was like mom really <laughs> you tell grandma so but that part is hard for me to write um I'm getting more um comfortable with um with not necessarily being judged but it's it's coming becoming a little bit more comfortable um 
the other part that's hard to me to write are about those triggers that I told you about. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, I have to get into that space, but um, if it affects me too, like I talk about mental health, um, you know, I talk about everything. So yeah. I really have to get into that space. But when I start talking about like mental health, sometimes I have to take a pause because I have like really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm especially an advocate for mental health. That's why I got the little butterfly tattoo with the semicolon, uh, the semicolon uh, uh, body on the butterfly. But yeah, yeah. so um, those parts are hard to write, but I think it's necessary okay. because I, I want my character, I want people to understand that, you know, we all go through things, but we can always come out on the other end. So that's what I always want to leave those messages. So yeah. I think my tip for you with writing, like, love scenes is <laughs> write to your own comfort level don't mm -hmm. write don't write for what people expect you to write yeah like if, if super super smut is not your thing then don't write super super smut write to your comfort level it, yeah. may, it may not be closed door but it might be the peaking you know we peeking in but we're not <laughs> the door not closed yeah you know, <laughs> you know what I mean that's so, a good tip that's a good tip yeah, yeah. you know so don't just write to your own comfort level because I know a lot of people you know my question is always what are you reading for are you reading for the smut because if you just read for the smut you can go look at a, a video for that you know what I'm saying exactly but if, you, but if you want a story to go along with the smut Mm -hmm. for the story you know what I mean so it's not really about the the the, the smut well I definitely do not write smut huh um I definitely do not write smut. oh yeah 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 um <laughs> mine are <laughs> mine are open door to a certain extent right right I don't fade to black right but I don't get you know <laughs> it's, ta it's tastefully done yeah you, you still gonna get the feels out of it people get the feels but taste <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so mm -hmm. let's play a little game let's play a little game of of, of rapid fire questions um okay. so these are gonna be fun little quick questions um mm -hmm. to see you know learn more about you as a writer you as a person and what you like and enjoy about writing and reading and all that stuff okay. so what is the last romance novel that you read it's before I let go considered a romance. Sure, sure. It's women's fiction slash romance. Sure. Okay, well, it's not that. Then I read Long Shot too. Okay, okay, yeah. Are yeah. those both? I think oh, those. Yes, are yes, Kennedy right. Yes, it counts. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, what was your favorite book as a kid? Um, I would say it was The Cat in the Hat. Mm -hmm. I had the audio girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had the book and the audio. I think I know the answer to this. What do you like to write more? Love scenes or dramatic argument? Dramatic argument. My dialogue be on point. I love it. It's so funny. But yes, I love the dramatic scenes because I'm I'm drama. I'm dramatic, not drama. I'm dramatic myself. Yeah. Do you like heroes or villains? Oh my gosh, I love a villain. Mm. Villains be so sexy. Yeah, and complicated, yes. Yes. <laughs> Where is your favorite place to write? My favorite place to write is in my apartment. In your apartment? Anywhere in your apartment? 
anywhere in my apartment. I can be on the couch or I can be at the table. I set up my table like a little cafe. Uh huh. But um, can you see the cafe sign? <laughs> oh, oh okay. shoot. Is it over there? You see it? Oh, I see it. I see it. I see yeah, it. I set it up like a little cafe in here. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, okay, cute. I like writing right here. Yeah. Cute, cute. Mm-hmm. So, uh, book reviews, do you read them or do you not read them? Um, I do. Mm. I do only so that um so that I can post them before the um, book comes out. So okay. people can see like, you know, but I'm not all in the mix and like fighting people and all that. No. Okay. <laughs> I read so I can post them so people can um, know what they, they're they expecting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else do I have? So is there a favorite word that you like to use in your writing? Um... <laughs> I always say um, the F word. And always, <laughs> I just realized that I, I did it. I was like, dang, I cuss a lot. Um, I always say the F word or I always say, um, I always say that a lot. That, that, yeah. When they, when they like, yeah. Or damn. Yeah. My character say damn a lot. <laughs> Okay, if one of your books, any any one of your books, became a movie, who would you want to play the leads? Oh my gosh. So fan cast it for us. Oh my gosh, what is that girl's name on? So London, London is mixed. Uh-huh. She, her daddy is black, her mama is white. Um, her mom is Italian. So London would be, and she has the curly hair, Jennifer Freeman. Okay. Yeah. Curly hair. Yes. Or um, what is her name? Oh my gosh, she was on Everybody Hates Chris. DMX's goddaughter. Yes, yes, yes. The girl from um, uh, <laughs> Power, right? Yeah, yeah. I would want uh, some one, either one of those to play London. Okay. And I don't know about everybody else. I haven't thought about it, <laughs> <laughs> but so- I always thought about them when I would want them to play London. Mm-hmm. Um. And her best friend Tasha, I would want it to be like um, Tika Sumter. Mm, mm-hmm. I yeah, I just yeah, those are the two that I thought about. Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see like romance novels going in like the next decade? Like, where would you like to see romance go in the next decade? They're becoming so popular. Um, and what I see a lot of, I can tell you what I want to see more of, because I write about this too. I write about interracial, but I also write about black love too. Uh-huh. I want, I think it's going to go more into interracial a lot because that's what is around. Like I write about what I know and my family uh-huh. is a whole melting pot of everything. Uh-huh. People even ask me, were you black? I'm like, first of all, that's rude. Anyway. <laughs> So um, I write about that, but I would love to see more Black love stories um, because I feel like it's not enough. I mean, it's out there, but I feel like it's shifting more towards um, interracial and I want it to be a mix of both, but yes, yes. um, And that's why I made it my business to put at least some characters with Black love in in the new one. 
Yes. Um, but that's what I see going forward. Um, I also see it becoming way more popular because book talk, like we talked about, is literally taking over and more people are reading romance books. Mm-hmm. So I see the audience growing even bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if someone was like new to romance, mm-hmm. you, like two books that you would tell them to read, like off the top of their head. I love Seven Days in June. Mm-hmm. like that's 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 my jam mm-hmm. um before I let go that's a good one I just read that one yeah. um I, I feel so bad for saying that though because I didn't I think Mia introduced me to Kennedy mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I've been missing out so, oh, yeah. yeah she got an extensive extensive um back catalog yeah and it's like they pull at your heartstrings I'm like this is my type of writer so um seven days in June before I let go. And honestly, I would say April School because it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, I would I say my book. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would say April School because it's just it's so cute. And so it somebody left a review and said it takes all those cute moments that you see like in movies or you know and put them all in one book like you just get all the feels out of the book so um I will recommend those three okay yeah all mm-hmm. right and when it's all said and done and you've written like 400 books <laughs> or more <laughs> like my good girl Maisie Yates maybe has like a thousand books but anyway oh my gosh um, so what do you want people to say about your career and what you've contributed to romance and women's fiction? I'm going to share a secret with you, though. Mm-hmm. I told myself, I said, I want my 10th book to be a thriller because I love thriller books. Mm-hmm. And one night, I dreamt the whole book in mm-hmm. my head. So I, I, want, it down. I, want, I did. Okay. I wrote it down. So I want my 10th book to be a thriller. What I want people to say about me is that Tony wrote books <laughs> that made you think, that made you, you know, she's an amazing storyteller. That's what I want. I want to be a great storyteller. I want people to say that about my books. They make you think, they make you feel good. And everything is just real and raw. Um, I want people to say that about my stories because that's exactly what I, what, what I wanted to start writing for. I wanted to tell these real raw stories. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, Tony, I see nothing but amazing things on the horizon for you and these next books. I already know. Look, they on my Kindle girl, but I ain't I ain't, co- confession, I ain't read nothing because you know I've been busy. But yeah, <laughs> life, life is life. Life is life. Okay. <laughs> y'all know that y'all, y'all see me document this on TikTok. Life is life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you on social media? Where can they get all your books? And mm-hmm. when and where can they they can can they listen to you and me uh, cut up on social media? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. So my Instagram is um at Tony Writes. Mm-hmm. Um, my TikTok is at underscore Tony Writes. Facebook is Tony Writes. Um, you can find all of these links on my website, TonyYolanda.com. That's okay. the easiest way. 
Okay. <laughs> my books are on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, Target.com. Like literally you have all those links on my website, yes. uh, TonyYolanda.com. Uh-huh. And for me and Mia, you can catch us on our Instagrams the first Tuesday of every month at 12 Eastern time, 12 p.m. Eastern time, noon, 12.30, sorry. Okay. At 9.30 her time uh, yeah, Pacific, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, Tony, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. And I wish, again, I wish you much success and thank you for coming on and blessing my podcast with a lot of these pearls and jewels of wisdom from your journey thank you so much and i'm looking forward to your book coming out yay you okay again (laughs) authors when you come on this podcast this is about you do not i know (laughs) i know it's about me but i wanted to tell you congratulations too because that's big so and i told you earlier i'm all about girl power so yes (laughs) it is about me but i also wanted to say congrats to you as well so uh thank you so much and we will be looking for you uh all on social media all on tiktok and instagram and everywhere else but i'll put all your social media up on the promo for this web for this podcast Thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. Thank you. Up next, our What is Book Talk reading segment with book talker and pop culture guru, Simone Umba of Simply Simone. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to our What is Book Talk reading segment. And we are here with the uber popular, uber, uber in the know, uh, Simply Simone, Simone Umba. How are you? Good. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us what is book talk reading. So for those who don't know who you are, because if you're on TikTok, you probably have come across Simone's video. She is super popular. She has over 200,000 uh, followers. Um, she is always in the know. But tell the people a little bit about yourself and kind of your perspective and why you kind of started uh, uh, TikTok and social media. All righty. So I have been on TikTok for a little over two years now. I was one of the many people that started you know, their page right before COVID because we pretty much had nothing to do. It just Mm -hmm. started as me scrolling to pass the time and I just posted different videos. I was trying to figure out like what niche could I be? And then I just figured I'm just going to be like a niche's page and just post what I felt like posting. Mm -hmm. And it's grown in the most unexpected way for me. Mm -hmm. And I started just to be present and be representation for a lot of people that don't look like me yes and I've gotten it so many times how a lot of people don't see black women in like the social media space or Mm -hmm. talking about culture Mm -hmm. so I'm really proud that I'm able to build something in like the last like couple of years and be something that people didn't think would even be you know possible Mm -hmm. 10 years ago Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And we're like 
I'm so amazed to see your growth and how you've like really expanded and gotten all these amazing opportunities. So what has like the TikTok, particularly the Black um, and BIPOC TikTok spaces meant to you as far as your growth and and kind of your outreach, you know, um, with social media? The BIPOC community and Black community on TikTok has been so welcoming and has really kept me grounded in the way I'm able to connect with so many people in different places. Not only that I'm able to outreach, I've met so many people in my area in various different industries that's helped me, you know, expand on not just being a content creator, but like other goals or, you know, ambitions I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And especially with the censorship that happens on book talk a lot of times yeah we're all going through it at the same time mm -hmm. and so we're able to like band together in a way that's effective and basically we're like okay listen we we know what's going on like we, right. we understand if we're not a certain shade we're gonna get that suppression going on mm -hmm. so having that united front in this space is really really affirming yeah but I mean Simone you're not just book talk like you got your 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 finger on the pulse of what's going on with pop culture you got your finger on the pulse of what's going on with like social issues and stuff like like you say you're gonna post what you want to post and I think that kind of has resonated with and really spoke to a lot of people um particularly you really been posting a lot about you know black pop culture and and spaces and things like that that we would normally not you know talk about it like from the fashions to the music and everything like you're like the kind of the go I feel like you're like my go-to place but like if I want to know what's popping <laughs> let me go to let me go to Simone's place and, and see what's popping on there but you say you you're very passionate about book talk too so what kind of drew you to like book talk and when you first started because it's a romance podcast mm -hmm. um you know do are romance books your thing do you like romance books and if so what was like the first romance that you that you remember reading okay so I found book talk unexpectedly on my for you page it was during the summer of last year mm -hmm. it randomly popped on my page I saw a book suggestion and I saw a review for it. I said you know what let me just see what it is and the algorithm basically took that and said, you know what, let's add some more for her to look at. And I was instantly hooked. The first book I read was by Jasmine Golareed. It was the first book in her wedding day series. Yeah. I finished that in like two days. And then mm -hmm. I found out she had more books in the series. So I immediately mm -hmm. got into that. And then I found other different authors. And then I expanded and found this whole different like book talk like community. Mm -hmm. and I had no idea it even existed and I was able to like discover so many different genres of like romance you know not just romantic comedy you know black mm -hmm. romance you see like you know kind of dark romance you have various you know different you know outlooks on like what romance is defined as so mm -hmm. it's really become a genre that I've really fallen in love with so tell okay so this is what book talk is reading so what's on your 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 tbr and what would you recommend for folks to get into and read like your top books that you're reading right now oh so my tbr is currently endless right now so <laughs> for this week i currently have drunk on love it's jasmine gullery's new book in her newest series that's starting um mm -hmm. 
I also have a reread that I'm planning that is really getting a lot of traction on um, Book Talk. It's Kennedy Ryan's latest book, Before I Let Go. Oh, yes, yes. I read an arc of it back in July, and Mm -hmm. I finished it within a day. Yeah. Like, I didn't discover Kennedy Ryan until the beginning of the year, and when I read Queen Move, Mm -hmm. I instantly became a fan. I read Before I Let Go. This is a book I would recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. For like a short summary, it is a second chance romance. It is a black romance based in Atlanta. This is a divorce couple. They're co-parenting, running a business together. This tackles so many emotional and just deep, real topics. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend if anyone has read Kennedy Ryan, you know that she will write from the actual soul. So I'm yeah. always looking forward to whenever she writes it yeah yeah that's awesome awesome so what what other kind of authors have you kind of discovered just on book talk and in general and I know book talk has been a really awesome place for like indie spaces and indie Mm -hmm. authors as well um can you kind of talk about some of the authors you've discovered through there or or just authors you like oh man if I if it wasn't for book talk I wouldn't have known about this person Oh, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, Kennedy Ryan, I would never have known about her if it wasn't for Book Talk. J.L. Seeger is, is an amazing indie author who has been just thriving in the space. Mm-hmm. Nisha Sharma, she is an amazing um, BIPOC author who's written um, Dating Dr. Dill. She has a second book of that series coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Farrah Rashone, her writing is just great. Yes. Another one, Jasmine Golbery. I love her writing. Sharon C. Cooper. She's another amazing writer. Book Talk has really introduced me to so many amazing Black indie authors that so many people are sleeping on, and I want them to discover them so much because the writing is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, like I said, you also have your your finger on the pulse of what's going on with pop culture and stuff. So, name it. Give me like the top five craziest things that have happened this week in like pop culture that you can think that has been like wild is like on your radar for like this week damn only five okay (laughs) so if you want more than five that's bad that's cool (laughs) well i would say for like this week the top is wakanda forever that has been all over my timeline oh yeah yeah i saw the movie on thursday i'm gonna see it again tomorrow yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it last, like I said, I saw it last night and I was just, oh, it was just everything. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but like <laughs> I said, my eyes were raw. I was crying. It was just. Oh, yeah. So it had me crying twice. Yes, 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 yes. But you also, you also, um, I think I saw on your page where you kind of talked about um, the fashions of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about kind of some, like we were kind of pretending and shipping some people. <laughs> <laughs> listen listen i know lupita and to knock they they chemistry i'm sorry but I want, them, I want them to be together i don't care listen. what you say i want them to be together though girl listen i want it to happen like i know he got two kids but listen ain't no ring on his finger ain't we no don't ring. Know the situation we don't know the situation. Like he seems very private, like a private dude. So I don't oh, yeah. know he, if he, he is has very private. Wants. He doesn't have social media, so I suggest that he's like a private person. 
but I think they'll be they'll be cute together. The chemistry's really there. But it's she there. has she has such good chemistry with like all her co-stars though. Like she does. She had it with Michael B. Jordan on the other on the first um, Black Panther and mm-hmm. everything. Everybody was trying to ship them, and I was like, oh no, she's not his type. Like I already knew, <laughs> like she wasn't his type. We've seen the type of women Michael B. Jordan has has dated. You know, yeah, the Harveys of the world or whatever. But, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I just, I just want, I just want her to watch. Somebody need to wife that woman. She's just too, too magical yep. and beautiful for mm-hmm. like all the things, the good things that happen to her. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes, she deserves the world. She's a gem. So where, where do you see yourself going as far as like taking TikTok and your social media presence? What do you want to do in like your long term goals? For long-term goals, I definitely want to expand my page into kind of like a larger scale. I would love to expand to like my own like digital show. And, you know, I'm kind of impressing a little bit since there's like longer form on like TikTok now. I -hmm. would love to like get the opportunity to like start hosting and really just, you know, sitting down doing interviews with people. I would love to do that as well. Um, definitely want to expand it to like other platforms. I'm getting into YouTube again, so I can kind of just basically make the long form like of content that like I can't like fit in the TikTok. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just like growing and expanding to like different avenues. I definitely see you being like the next like person. Um, you're gonna be on somebody's red carpet one day for sure. Like oh, already, you. yeah, I definitely see that for you and see that success for you because you have that type of personality and things like that where you, that where people will be kind of drawn to wanting to talk to you on the red carpet for sure and you're so knowledgeable about what like I said what's going on like I said when I want to know something I'm gonna go to your page and be like okay what's <laughs> going on this week what's going on with the housewives what's going on with the you know the girlies girlies you know what I'm saying here shoot what's going on with some of the other you know pop people that I don't really like follow mm-hmm. that well you know what I'm saying like I'm yeah not a, speaking I'm of a, housewives this yes. goes into like top five things yes Portia yes. and Simon's weddings apparently this weekend oh 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 give us some tea on that oh Portia from Atlanta oh okay so rewind to 2021 Real Housewives of Atlanta if you're a regular viewer Portia is one of the MVPs Mm-hmm. she left the show conveniently when she got engaged to her friends now ex-husband simon right right mind you Portia's going to be the fourth wife of this man mm. mind you we didn't meet this couple until Portia brought her onto the show and that's how we met her husband simon mm-hmm. so it was a whole thing that blew up when this post from mother's day happened and he was at the house with her and her family and we mm-hmm. were all confused because really there there was no reason for him to be in the same vicinity and mm-hmm. that's when we found out not only are they a couple but they were engaged mm-hmm. mess it's, such it's a mess. mess i've actually mess. seen and we both live in atlanta i've actually seen them around town oh um, really at, yeah at certain like places or whatever and I'm like, they're just a very interesting looking couple. Like, I, I wouldn't have yeah. put them together, but I'm like, huh, they're very, they're very interesting looking. <laughs> very, very interesting looking. And, and oh, I know you've been watching Love is Blind. 
Yeah. This season has been a hot mess. This, what are this you, what, what are your thoughts? I know the, the main person that everybody's been talking about is Bartise. Oh, goodness. What this, are your thoughts on Bartise and Nancy? And spoilers for those who have not seen it. And just how Bartise was acting a whole asshole. I'm just going to say a whole asshole to mm-hmm. Nancy and her family. Uh, uh, it was, oh God, girl. It, it was bad. It was bad. I knew that they weren't going to get married. I just thought Nancy was the one that was going to say no. And I wish her family would have jumped him. I was ready for the brother to fight him. Oh my God, that little brother. I was like, girl, he. I, I was really hoping he was going to be his ass. I really was. I was like, he deserved it. Like he the way deserved he the way that he's just rude to them? Mm-hmm. You just embarrass their daughter and sister in front of everybody they know? Yeah. And you don't think they're going to be mad? Wow. That's a mess. I was like, oh my God, this is, ugh bad it, but the little brother they, he held it together though because i thought for sure he was gonna he was gonna get in his butt and then online now everybody's kind of turning on zaynab um yeah. with her treatment of um cole and i don't know i don't know for me i don't think that's entirely fair because i think cole also has some part in what's going on with them and then they're kind of demise as a couple but you know that's just me i don't know yeah. I, I just feel like yeah. you know here's everybody... the thing we, everybody knows that this was not going to work out these mm-hmm. two are polar opposites mm-hmm. i knew that this was not going to work out and it's crazy that it takes a man crying for everybody to switch up because two weeks ago right when he was asking she was bipolar we were all ready to fight him right now we go into the finale and the reunion and she finally speaks up for herself after he poked her and prodded her Mm -hmm. messing on her insecurities and everybody's mad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i i saw another one of my mutuals talking about this and she was saying she feels like um particularly white women kind of started to rally behind him against Zaynab and that's why he was getting all this sympathy um at the reunion particularly for you know that whole thing with the the, what was it Clement or whatever it was was the cuties or whatever yeah I was just like oh yeah my conversation was full of white women just like oh I feel bad (laughs) for him she didn't have to read him like that at the wedding I'm like stand up Right, stand up right, right now. Stand up, stand up, sister. stand y'all, up. You're not part of this white man's tears. Come on now. <laughs> this know, is why we I can't know. rely on y'all during elections. This is why we can't. Oh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. We ain't gonna there. get into that. We ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> let's not go there. So, so I mean, back to back to like books and book talk. Are there any books that are coming out that you're like you're really anticipating like like some books from like some of your favorite authors that you like okay I really want to see what they're what what you know the buzz is about um as far as you know I'm gonna add this even more to my TBR oh yes so one of I have so many reads I'm looking forward to in January I, I can't name all of them at once but one I'm looking forward to this month is part two to JL Seeger's Revive Me book yes I read part one she sent me an art. I was crying at 2 a.m. when I finished mm-hmm. it. 
I know part two is going to break me more. It comes out towards the end of the month. And I already know I'm going to want part three. I, I've literally told JL that I, she needs to pay for my therapy bill. Because <laughs> first book broke on, me. Those last two chapters broke me. Yeah, yeah. She was on the podcast last week. And I told her, my friends are upset. They, they're crying in their pillows, calling me, cussing me out. Like, why did you recommend this book? Why are you having me crying like this? This is not fair. This is, this is totally not fair um, for you to have me mess up like this. But she was like, it's not my fault. She's very sweet. Like, yeah, she's so sweet. I'm so sorry. Like, I knew that I knew it was going to be split into three parts. I knew it was going to be a happy ending. I just didn't expect to get invested and to have yeah. so much history. Yeah. Like, when you read, like, Restore Me, you get a little bit, like, of their dynamic and right. what they are. I right. thought Sloan and Dominic was a lot. Val mm. and Chris, yeah. we only got like a nugget from book one. Yes, a, a small nugget. <laughs> a small <laughs> nugget. For the fact that it's going to be in three parts, we definitely got a very small nugget about what this, book is, what this is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other book you're looking forward Ooh, to? Ooh, another book. I'm trying to think of like my book calendar. <laughs> because the book calendar is well, just let's talk about that how do you how do you do how do you decide what you want to read and what you and how do you pace yourself as far as reading is concerned um the way I pace myself it's really just me being realistic on like kind of like how fast I read because I'm just not realizing that I'm a mood reader mm-hmm. and so whenever I start on a book it really just depends on how I'm feeling at the time like I need it to grab me within like the first like two to three chapters or else right. I'm not going to finish it right so for me you know I, I was one of those people that had like a, a goal on like how many books I read at the at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. I had to bump that down after I got through a, a couple of reading slumps so yeah different goal different goal yeah but I usually go by what kind of like books I'm in the mood for mm-hmm. I'm currently like reading drunk drunk on love from Jasmine Gullery and I'm more into just reading like grown romance like over 30 mm-hmm. because I like the story more because the main characters are just are direct with like what they want like right. I like older romances because They've already gone through the phases of discovery in life and those mm-hmm. bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And essentially they're more mature. They know exactly what they want for themselves and what they want a relationship in the future. And yeah. they acknowledge their feelings. They communicate. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy about that because I hate mis- miscommunication tropes so much. Dang, you ain't gonna like my book. It's been, it's been, it's been no, I love your and they're older, but it's it's a miscommunication in that. But oh well, my bad. So anyway, oh, this is not to plug me at all. But I'm just saying. But but speaking of which, so what you talked about miscommunication trolls. What are some other things that will make you just be like, I'm DNF. I'm not finishing this book. Oh, I would say, like I don't mind age gap, but if it's like an age gap where the character is still in like the the teens like 18 19 Mm. and this person is like at the cusp of 30 Mm. I am reading it yes I agree I agree I don't like I don't like age gaps like that either yeah it's Mm -hmm. creepy to me 
very very creepy yeah super creepy so you're a mood reader what how do you how do you set the mood for when you're ready to read like what do you do what do you have to have to like get in the mood to read for me for me to get in the mood I would have to just completely be done with everything in my day like mm-hmm. if I haven't got anything done then I will just like have it in the back of my mind as I'm reading I'm like okay I need to rush myself to finish this so I can get to do that. I've had to like clear my whole schedule mm-hmm. and just have everything done in a day. Mm-hmm. I'll basically have like my place like either quiet or like maybe have something playing in the background just mm-hmm. so I can just settle myself in because I'm someone that gets like easily distracted. Mm-hmm. So when I'm reading, I just have to be like focused. I'm like, this is the one thing that has my priority. Like nothing, right. nothing is calling me away to be distracted. Right, right, right. Are you like an audiobook person or are you just like, no, nah, I can't, I can't do audiobooks? I'm not against audiobooks. I just haven't gotten into them yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like- more like physical like books. And I also like ebooks too. I get through a lot of ebooks quicker. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. All right. So we're gonna play a really quick game. Of like this or that about things that you like and that you don't like as far as like romance books are concerned all righty <laughs> so it's gonna be really quick like <laughs> uh, like five questions pop okay so do you like love scenes or dramatic arguments Ooh, i would say love scenes dramatic arguments somebody's gonna say something stupid and gonna make the character cry <laughs> all right we already talked about the last romance book that you read um what about if you I know you watch a lot of movies Mm -hmm. so what is the best book and movies book to movie adaptation that you've seen as far as like a romance book is concerned oh I gotta think on that one because I'm mostly seeing the book to tv Mm -hmm. um book to movie I haven't really thought of I haven't really seen one that's like a good one I'm mostly seeing really good book to tv adaptations that, that counts like if it's like a tv movie or whatever that counts or tv yeah series, counts. I would say the most recent one I watched is from scratch on oh, Netflix yeah. yeah yeah I got into reading the book actually um on Kindle and I watched the series first and I read the book and I was just an emotional wreck like they did a really great job with that show. Cinnamon rolls are like alpha assholes. I'll take cinnamon rolls. Good answer. I, was I love roll. a good cinnamon roll hero. Do you like what's your favorite kind of dynamic? Like grumpy sunshine? Or do you like more of a like enemies to lovers type of thing? Or friends to lovers? I think the dynamic I like that isn't really like seeing a lot of books is reverse grumpy sunshine. Mm-mm-mm. Explain that. Explain to people what reverse grumpy sunshine is. I feel like often, um, so reverse grumpy sunshine is when the um, female main character is the grumpy character and the male main character is the sunshine character. A lot of times in books, it's like the regular like grumpy sunshine. And a lot of times the male grumpy sunshine, he, he's kind of an ass. He's, he's an asshole basically. Yeah, but yeah, with yeah. the reverse, you kind of have the female character that has, you know, that built up exterior, 
and you mm-hmm. have the male character who's kind of just like the opposite who's kind of the free spirit who you know lets her like have her guard down he's able to get her to open up I like that kind of reverse grumpy sunshine rather mm-hmm. than just like the regular one where mm-hmm. basically like the sunshine has to basically poke the bear and had to he'll he'll be, like, say something really like rude and like and apologizing be like oh this is something you know personal to me and that's why I act out like this mm, mm, mm. yeah that's good and I think it also like when the woman is like the grumpy one like I find that her backstory is way more interesting than the guy mm-hmm. usually like because she has not necessarily hurt but she'll have like some depth to like her character yeah what's going on with her uh, versus like the grumpy guys usually like I've been hurt once and I don't want to be hurt again <laughs> that type of thing versus she's like you know my parents got divorced and I don't like love and I hate this and blah 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 blah. <laughs> so now she's all grumpy like like she has a little more like depth to her so yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um those are those are some of my my favorite ones to 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 um to look at when you were a kid what was your favorite book as a kid oh my favorite book from like my younger years I was I would probably say I can't remember the title but it was the girl who was like a rain, who was like rainbow skin and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Oh, a case of the stripes. Yes, the case of the stripes. My daughter. I read that. that. <laughs> case of the stripes. Yes, yes, that's a good one. My daughter loves that book. That was a good book. And finally, this is my last question. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> If you had to build the perfect book boyfriend, what would it include? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> of course, um, I would say athletic. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, I would say cinnamon roll hero. Definitely mm-hmm. cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm he would i'm trying to think because i because i like the single dad show but i want to make him a single dad in that scenario <laughs> of course of course he would be black cinnamon, of course he could be a cinnamon roll single dad I mean, yeah okay i'll throw a single dad in there i'll throw a single dad um of course you know tall dark and black i'll have that that too it has to be a definite um I would say his love language would be words of affirmation. Yes, then we rolls like to talk. Yes, that's my that's my perfect book boyfriend setup. Yeah, that's that is a perfect book boyfriend. I might have to I might have to steal some of that. I don't know about <laughs> single dad. I don't know. I got there I can write a single dad. My my trope, I is there are there any tropes that you don't like? That you like, just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not gonna read that. Um, I would say, I feel like if it's a book where it's like a love triangle or like the mm-hmm. cheating trope, I just can't get into it. Mm-hmm. See, when you mentioned single dad, I was like, yeah, I can do single dad if the baby's here, but if it's like a secret baby, no. Oh no, 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 no. I can't do no secret babies. Like I, I can't. 
And because if we find that we have, we start with story, but it's like, oh yeah, this kid popped up. You know, he basically walks into a meeting, sees this woman and see a little kid running around. It's like, oh, that kid's look about five years old. How long has it been since I've seen her? That is, a, that is the craziest thing to me. Cause I'm like, how do you keep the baby secret for so long? But then again, <laughs> we I'm not only going to spoil no movies. But anyway, we, we saw Secret Baby <laughs> recently. Um, but anyway, um, that's 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 that. I'm not, I'm be quiet. <laughs> but Simone, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was so fun. Thank you for um, having me. What where can we find you on social media and what's gonna be next for you down the pipeline? Okay, so on social media, you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Simply Simone. Um, later, I would say, I would say still on TikTok. There's a couple of things coming up that mm. I can't say right now, mm. but I will announce it later down the line. So mm. Mm. I'm, anticip- I'm anticipating this. I know, I know <laughs> it's big. I know it's big because I already know you got you have a calling on what you what you're supposed to do. I already see it. I already see it. You're going to be successful. You're going to be, you. you know, there. Like everybody's in tune, like I said, with what you're doing. And I just see nothing but like success and everything. Like I wish you all the best with what you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. tuning in to another episode of romance and color i want to thank my guest author tony wilkerson and book talker and pop culture guru extraordinaire simone umba of simply simone you can find all their social media links and bios on the information for this particular podcast if you want to follow romance and color on social media you can follow us on our ig which is at romance in color that's color with a u or our twitter which is at romance the letter n and color with a u all one word and as for me tati richardson you can find me on all social media tiktok instagram twitter everywhere even facebook at richard writes on that's richard w-r-i-t-e-s-o-n richard writes on a little play on my last name here And as always, thank you for tuning in and we will see you actually December 2nd. We're going to be taking a little break for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday to spend time with our family and friends and loved ones, but we will be back with an all new podcast on Friday, December 2nd. In the meantime, take care and God bless. And also we still send well wishes to uh, my podcast host, Yakini. All right. Take care. God bless. Oh,